Let's try this again. Hi, okay. everybody. Hi. Welcome. Welcome. Hey, Cody. Hey. Cody's back. Hey. Cody, back again. Hey. Blah, 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 blah. That's like that tag team song. What song? Tag team, back again. I don't know this song. You don't know that song? It's Who? uh Whoop, there it is. Oh, okay. Sorry. I don't remember the <laughs> verses of that song. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> or maybe I just didn't recognize it coming out of your mouth. I was doing it perfectly, though, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> they do it with the same board draw that I do it with. Yeah. Hey, hey, everybody. We're we're back. Uh, Cody's back. We're going to talk about Braid. Yeah. Hi, Cody. Sorry I didn't go to Record Store Day with you. Oh, that's okay. I, uh, I didn't go. I went at like 3 o'clock. Oh, did you? Um, did you get anything that you wanted? I got a Del Shannon record that I was interested in picking up that uh-huh. was uh, produced by um, Jeff Lynn and and had some of Tom Petty's people involved in it. Because uh, I feel like whenever P- Petty's people get involved with stuff, it has like a cool power pop bent mm-hmm. to it. Like I'm not a huge Petty guy, but um, yeah there's like a few country records that like some people that play with him have produced or played on that are good. And Hmm. yeah. So that's cool. Uh, but then I, yeah, I, I like hate going in the morning because it's stressful and then you end mm -hmm. up not getting anything you want anyways. Yeah. And so I figure like, I'd rather just be bummed going later in the day than bummed like waiting in line in the morning or whatever. Yeah. But then when I went to uh phono select, the dude in front of me bought the last Ramones box set that I was thinking oh, about buying. No. Like somehow it lasted until, you know, one minute before I got there yeah. and I missed it. I oh. don't know if I would have bought it anyways. It's pretty pricey, but it would have yeah. been a good way to grab all those records all at once. Cause I don't actually have any of those ones on vinyl. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe one of these days we used to at Dimple, we used to always have those just like sitting around because people wouldn't buy them. Yeah. And also usually the record store day box set stuff like that is usually just an indicator that they're reissuing the labels or the records individually. So I'll just buy those when they come out. Uh, I saw one, two, three, four go posted. They got a whole fucking bunch of those. Well, yeah, it's one, two, three, four, go. That's they had everybody's like gonna twenty of them. What's that? Should it was like there. I think it was like hundred and seventy bucks. Yeah, That's... I saw somebody posted on TikTok uh, with the price tag still on there. It was like hundred. I think it was one hundred eighty. Yeah, maybe it but, depends yeah. where you get it, but yeah, um, it's probably more expensive at Phono anyway. Hey, don't talk that like. That I'm sorry. Phono. I love you, Dell. <laughs> <laughs> it was it wasn't it was 170 there it definitely wasn't was it? 180 yeah well wherever that other person shopped on tiktok they spent too much money on it they should have come to phono select yeah that's right sacramento <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah i'm trying uh, yeah. to think i think that's the only only thing i got i bought a bunch of other records just because i was out at a record store yeah, but um, yeah that's not only. necessarily record store day stuff. yeah i mean record store day is dumb but i can't help wanting some of the stuff sometimes 
every year I feel like I want fewer and fewer things from the the list. Yeah, totally. I remember when that first started, it was like a whole bunch of stuff that I wanted to get. Mm-hmm. But there were a couple things that I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I could get that. That's kind of cool. But nothing that I was wanting to line up for. Yeah. Yeah. There was like five things I kind of wanted and mm-hmm. I got one of them, which is fine. Yeah. Well, hopefully they'll, I don't know, maybe they'll just be around. Yeah. yeah I didn't really want to like get up and have the kids with me and go to a record store. Like, yeah, like at records, like a normal record store shopping. Sure. Maybe, but mm-hmm. like record store day is different. Uh, I went to Kicksville and they, I heard somebody talking to who I assume is one of the owners and mm-hmm. the owner said that, uh, someone had camped out there at 11 PM last night Jeez. and then at like 3 AM people started lining up behind them. That's uh, crazy. Which is like, come on, wild. Come on, folks. Um, I guess it, like now a lot of the stuff that's like hot is like just like pop music. Like the Taylor yeah. Swift thing yeah. was like went really quick and um, it's pretty weird. I don't know. Yeah. It, it pop music on vinyl is very, very popular. The, I get a lot of uh, vinyl talk, like TikTok posts on my oh, feed. Yeah. And it's like a bunch of people that went to record store day and they got a bunch of the pop stuff, which is cool. I mean, it's cool that people are into vinyl and stuff, but I mean, it yeah, does it's cool that for indie artists. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. People are like buying physical media <laughs> again. Yeah. yeah totally. That's neat. But yeah, it kind of sucks for, have you seen that video of like Jack White pleading with the major record labels to open no. their factories again? Oh, it's pretty like, I get what he's doing, but it's a funny, weird video. Yeah. He's like kind of just saying like, look, I spent my own money to open my own record pressing plant. And now there's not enough like factory space to go around. And you guys are buying up all of the, you know, all of the like pressing plants time. So why don't you just reopen your your own pressing plants because <laughs> that would be better for everybody. It'd be cheaper for you and better for the indie artists. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that videos it's, it's weird. Interesting. I'll have to watch that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a bummer. I got an email that my overly priced for the things forever reissue is, has been delayed till August. Oh, uh, mm. Oh, speaking of further seems forever. Uh Oh, well, I just I was going to make a quick comment about your you did a taking back Sunday episode. Is that right? Yes, I did. With Nate. So during that episode, I feel like that was the first time I realized taking back Sunday and further seems forever are not the same band. They're not like I it's very obvious to me now, <laughs> but it's like one of those things where they never uh were in the same place at the same time in my <laughs> mind so i always just kind of like um have you ever seen the rain and uh <laughs> that other credence song that's like you forget are two separate songs yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah and uh rooney mara and numi rapace these are all things in my mind that I don't realize are two different things until yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like used in the same sentence or something. Um, <laughs> I'm admitting something weird about myself on this podcast. Well, my brain works in a weird way. 
they are two different things too. I'd say very different things. Yeah. But yeah. I remember when you used to, I don't know if it was you or maybe it was just Louie, uh, you thought Thursday and Thrice were the same? Oh, uh, yeah. No, that that would not be me. No. I I was on Team Thursday right away and always yeah. thought Thrice was a much inferior band. Not that they should even be like in competition with each other, sure. but I guess the TH name kind of yeah, like yeah, put, yeah. put them in the same. Uh, TH, single realm. word. Yeah. <laughs> Same kind of, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say genre, but like scene, I guess. Yeah. Thrice always sounded way different, like way not yeah. my thing. Yeah. Just sort of, know. yeah. Yeah. I only like one of, one and like a half of their albums. Yeah. What else, is, what else did you do this weekend that you were, would like to mm. talk about? Nothing really. Yeah. Me and Brandy watched this movie, Rhinestone. Yeah. Uh, which is a movie about Dolly Parton turning Sylvester Stallone into a country music star. Oh, I saw the, the DVD reveal on, on uh, Instagram. Yeah. It's uh it's amazingly bad, but also yeah. really kind of fun to watch. Sure. It, the whole movie feels like a Stallone, like was maybe supposed to kind of learn how to do music a little bit, but mm-hmm. he just kept kind of like, like being like, oh, I'll, I'll just do it on the day. It'll be fine. Like, I don't whatever. And then like, it's really, really bad. Um, <laughs> I mean, a lot of it's supposed to be bad, but then even when he's supposed to be getting better, it's like, looks very yeah, yeah, yeah. forced. Uh, <laughs> but that movie, I mean, that this is the, the argument for, for physical media. Like I wanted to watch that movie and it was not, available on any streaming service or even like to rent uh from like itunes or anything so i had to buy this this dvd i I feel like stallone does not want people to see this movie (laughs) probably nobody involved wants people to see this movie yeah yeah Um, well now you can uh you can upload it to the torrent sites and everyone will download it oh good good idea i'm not gonna do that i don't know how to do that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's cool um i was very excited with the the unboxing on uh, instagram yeah i've started doing these unboxing videos but it's only for when it's something like so uh particular that once it's revealed <laughs> nobody's gonna care about it or we'll just think it's funny yeah like like <laughs> rhinestone on dvd or the single for the song problem child from the problem child soundtrack <laughs> by the beach boys uh, uh, on which cassette. is a great song uh i don't know man i didn't do anything this weekend i was uh i helped my dad with his garden they're putting in a new little garden bed hmm. so i got to shovel some chicken shit manure that was you got to i got to (laughs) dang uh that's cool yeah oh i uh i hung out a little bit with some friends and we got some pizza from this new i think it's new pizza spot in sacramento called pizzasaurus rex maybe it's just called pizzasaurus i don't know but it's really good pizza i recommend it It okay gets my stamp of approval Gets Cody's stamp of approval. I've heard of that place, but yeah. I don't totally know where it is. It's on K Street. I did not go there. I just ate it because they brought it to uh-huh. where we were hanging out. But yeah, uh, 
it was good. Cool. Pizza Source Rex. That's a good, good name for a pizza place. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Get creative with your pizza place names, folks. I feel like there is a new wave of just naming things like, I don't know, silly, catchy things like in, yeah. in L.A. There's a coffee place. I think it's called Hey There Tiger or something mm. like that. Yeah, I don't know. It's like people are going to remember it and remember what it is. It doesn't have to be called like Sal's Pizza yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of overdoing the overrated underrated. I think they're overrated. Okay, um, that's that's fine. I was thinking about doing uh, bringing back the old bump it or dump it. Uh, okay. The motorcycle just drove by. This is comes from a long tradition started at uh, Tower Theater between Alan Maxwell and Daniel Barnes. Uh, Daniel Barnes, who has a podcast called um, Dare Daniel. I think he has continued doing a version of Bump It or Dump It in different forms on his blog or maybe a past podcast or something mm-hmm. for a while. So huh. got to give credit yeah. and acknowledgement where it's due. You should I check out his I actually didn't know pod. where it came from. Yeah, I mean, I it's, who knows? <laughs> I <laughs> doubt they're the first people to think of if something is good or not, but uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I just liked uh, having the iPod hooked up to my car and with all the music on it, and we put it on shuffle, and you bump it or dump it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's that was our version of it. That's yeah. What was the tower version of it? Oh, you would literally just pick anything. Just pick any. Or like uh, you know, somebody would come out from clean in a theater, and and they would be like, you know, I don't know, like the closing credits of Lost in Transition. Bump it or dump it. (laughs) Lost. (laughs) That's a bump it. Uh yeah yeah totally. That's an absolute bump it. Let's do a movie theme one then. Uh, we'll do some bump it or dump it's and then we'll talk about braid. Uh, this <laughs> okay. one goes, this one goes out to Harjeet. Uh, heated seats, bump it or dump it. Dump it. Yeah. Dump it. <laughs> dump, you know, they would be fine if I didn't accidentally turn them on and then you just sure. realize that you're back in ass or sweaty <laughs> before it's too late. Or like after it's too late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is an easy one. This is an easy one. Leaving your trash in the movie theater. Bump it or dump it. Dump it. Yeah, come on, people. Yeah, come on, folks. Think of someone else. It's for some reason it's the only place in the world where people think it's okay to leave their trash is the movie theater yeah, what the in fuck? like a, a ballpark or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't understand that thinking. I don't get it. I don't get it. Let's see. Now that we're we're in our forties, uh, midnight showings, bump it or dump it. Um, bump it in this. Uh, I uh, uh, bump the midnight showings that start at seven p.m. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Which, sure. Which they do now. <laughs> yeah. And I guess they're not really midnight showings, but the, as a concept, I like that a lot. Yeah. I would. I would only bump the. Uh, the exclusive random uh, Tower Theater midnight showings that I would thankfully get to participate in every once in a while because I yeah, hung those, out there all the time. Those were fun. 
those were there was a fun. few that I just slept through but um, sure yeah. sure yeah uh, did you did you sleep through um, oh what was that fucking Bob Dylan movie uh, I don't even think I went to that you didn't go to that one no it was not good where like Kate Blanchett plays him different people play him oh no 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 not that movie Oh, Masked and Anonymous? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Damn, I haven't thought about that movie in a very long time. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was weird. But I think the somebody was there, like a director, because I remember like a Q&A at the end. Oh, uh, yeah. I kind of remember that. Yeah. Uh, bump, bump or Dump, Masked and, Masked and Anonymous. I mean, I never saw it. <laughs> it's probably oh, you, didn't you know go to the showing no oh my gosh it was, her- it was horrible yeah i bet uh it. it'd be interesting to see it now maybe maybe that actually is good i didn't have maybe, great taste maybe. back back then let's see let's try to th- think of a of a bump it oh, um i guess you kind of bumped midnight showings only if they happen at seven o'clock though yeah yeah uh assigned seating bump it or dump it Oh, I'd 100% bump it. I yeah, love it. These are all very easy. It's the yeah, best. I, I absolutely love it. Uh, I didn't think the very first time I experienced that was in San Francisco when I went with Amanda and our friend Matt uh, to go see Black Swan at like the Kabuki Theater. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it, it, I was, it was so confusing. I didn't know what was happening. I was like, assigned seats. What is happening? <laughs> and we've, we, got our, we picked our seats and the movie had was like just about to start so we like rushed in there and uh we're like well we don't really like these seats and those seats are open so we went and sat in someone else's seats but then they got there and we had to move yeah it was it was a new world i didn't know what was happening yeah that's like cardinal sin i know i know um i i I told you i told you the story about going to see my first movie in a theater uh during covid finally getting the guts to go to a movie uh and i uh i went on a monday i had mm-hmm. i took the day off work and i went, went and saw this movie that i was pretty sure i was literally the only person um interested in uh-huh. and uh got my seat and when i got to the theater there was one other person in the theater and he was sitting in my seat <laughs> <laughs> and i lost it I like, like, I don't, I do my best not to ever even talk to people uh, in public, let alone like be (laughs) mean to them. But I like was kind of like, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? (laughs) And uh, he was like, he was like, well, there's plenty of seats. You can sit wherever you want. And I like, you know. Also, it was COVID, so yeah. he was like, I'll get up. And I was like, no, you've already like got your germs on everything. <laughs> and, uh, man, it made me so mad. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, it was awful. I was so mad and it, like ruined because I was just like mad the whole movie. Yeah, and me yeah. and him were the only people in there. <laughs> and I loved the movie. This, it was this movie called In the Earth. But uh-huh. he was like. I'm guessing some sort of like random older guy that just picked any movie like sure people do sometimes. Yeah. And looked like a pretty, you know, a normie. Sure. And 
in my mind, I, at least the, the way I was hoping it was going was like he was hating the movie, but he couldn't get up and leave because <laughs> like I've already made him feel like shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he had to like stand his ground. That's so weird. Like, why would he sit in the wrong seat? I, I think well, one, it was the best seat, you know, it was the one yeah. it was the seat behind the row with the disabled seating. So you could put your feet up right oh. in the middle. Um, and he probably got there and was like, oh, look, I can sit anywhere I want. No one's here. And so yeah. he picked the best seat, which was my seat. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. When when they first did the assigned seats in Sacramento, they only had the number on one side. Oh right, yeah. Of the seat, and so the very first time we went, somebody was in one of our seats, but it was like a f- packed house because it was like for a Marvel movie or some shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yeah, you're in our seat." Like the, the thing, it's like this is the numbers, and he's like, "No, look at this." And I don't like arguing with people, and so we just sat in the row up because there was vacant seats on the row yeah. up. Yeah. It was either that or like I sit on one end of the aisle and then Amanda <laughs> goes down to the, of the far end. Yeah. yeah. I still yeah. bump them though. Yeah. Now that they have it really all it took was putting the number on both sides of the seat yeah. and pretty it's much it, all that easier is easier to figure out. Very clear now. Okay. One more. Oh, I know the what did we just watched French Dispatch, the new Wes Anderson movie. Mm-hmm. Bump it or dump it. Um, see, this is hard. This is when the binary rating doesn't work Mm. for me because if I had to pick one, I would say bump it. But there were some things I did not like about that movie. I know. I I gave it more stars than you on Letterboxd. The whole, uh, Wes Anderson is great. And the thing that makes him him great is like the attention to detail Mm -hmm. and the sort of like composition of the shots and the different layers but in this movie, he started using CGI, which like I know, like it's kind of hard to not use CGI this these days. But that takes like that's cheating. Like the mm-hmm. detail <laughs> is just like put in there. It's not like meticulously placed in yeah. the same way. And it also just doesn't look very good. Was there no uh, CGI in the, the last live action movie that i can't remember trying to think of of which one uh oh the hotel uh, hotel grand buddha yeah i mean there might have been but it wasn't as like blatant i guess some parts of french dispatch looked straight up like a tim and eric sketch to me (laughs) sure sure yeah I, i it wasn't my favorite wes anderson movie i enjoyed it but yeah um yeah. It was, I mean, other than that, it was great, but it that yeah. just kind of bummed me out. It was kind of, I going in, I didn't know what to expect at all. So I didn't realize it was like these little yeah. kind of vignettes or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was interesting, but I mean, it was pretty well acted and it was entertaining. It was funny sometimes. And yeah, yeah, for sure. This is totally off topic, but have you watched Our Flag Means Death? I haven't. On HBO, it's very good. I, I recommend it. It's hard to jump on a, a pirate thing, but I know it's good. There's a lot of good people involved. I'm sure I will like it. I just, yeah, yeah. Uh, pirates have sort of been ruined for me by Johnny Depp. Oh. <laughs> it's uh, it's not at all your your typical you know, I, pirate I, 
Yeah, I'm sure it's not. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, maybe we'll do some more bump it or dump it's in the future because that's <laughs> fun to to do. Um, you want to do you want to talk about braid? Dump it. Oh no! Uh, just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, let's talk about braid. Okay, episode's over. <laughs> I guess I'm kind of surprised you never listened to Braid in the same way I'm surprised you never listened to Fearless Seems Forever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was doing a lot of thinking about this because like Braid is definitely something I would have liked. And I did like listen to them a little bit. I remember hearing them in your car quite a sure. bit and I always liked it. I feel like I maybe had the song I've like went through their earlier albums and like EPs mm-hmm. and stuff to listen. I don't know. Do you get that thing where if you hear a song that you had an MP3 of from Napster, it like immediately like triggers in your head? Like, oh, yes, yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because um, you would listen back then. It felt like you had like endless music, but you, I was really listening to the same like, you know, 50 songs over <laughs> yeah, and over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A thousand songs now. Yeah. But uh, I think I had the song Forever Got Shorter. Oh, okay. Okay. um, Which is cool. Yeah. But yeah, I think, you know, I just, I think a lot of it, a lot of my musical taste is based on whether or not I had the album or CD at the time Uh because I didn't, I never had a job and I didn't get like money to buy CDs for myself very often. So like, I wasn't if I bought the CD now they're like you know still one of my favorite bands like the get up kids or mm-hmm. at the drive-in or uh whatever lots of like yeah. those City kind of like yeah NXPX or something sure kind of but like if I was if I couldn't afford the record or uh-huh. you know didn't didn't have it it just didn't like click with me in the same way yeah um especially once like Napster went away Cause that was kind of my line to this kind of music, you know? Sure. I didn't totally get into them at, until like after they had broken up. Cause uh, yeah. their last album framing canvas came out in 98. And I remember listening to them a lot, like around the time I was going to be going to Santa Barbara and like when mm-hmm. I would, would go to LA a lot. Um, so like 2003, 2004, like in there, I was listening to them a lot. And I think that's when I like really kind of got into them. So it, part of me always kind of felt like they were almost in the same boat as Piebald that we just, uh, Nate and I just talked about where they never quite hit the same way that, uh, you know, um, like, Saves the Day did or Get Up Kids did yeah, where they broke and got really big. Um, I don't, I feel I, like they kind of braid was in a little bit of a transitional period mm-hmm. for emo. Cause they were, I think just ahead of like the get up kids. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, like exact, like when the bands, you know, started, but as far as like when albums started coming out and EPs and stuff, I mean, I think it was pretty close, but, mm-hmm. and it's especially like saves the day or whatever. I think they came later too, but yeah. I don't know. I, they always, to me, even though I found out about them at the same time, they were like sort of the, not generation, but like the school, the class before mm-hmm. the stuff that I really got into. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if that's even true or not, but it's, I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I think so. 
Plus, they, I mean, they broke up pretty early uh, once yeah. we were kind of getting into that kind of stuff. Um, and they already had three albums out, plus a bunch of splits and things. So mm-hmm. they had been around. And they came from like the world of Chicago, Cap and Jazz, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, Promise Ring. Yeah, see, all these bands kind of get grouped together in my mind as like stuff mm-hmm. that I was uh, tangential to stuff that I liked and I, I, stuff I would hear like with you or with other people, but I never had the records. Sure, but I always sure. thought they sound sounded cool. These are all mm-hmm. the Promise Ring, Braid, Cap and Jazz. These are all like really good uh, emo <laughs> names. <laughs> Yes, they are. Joshua, Elliot. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something about all these band names that really like clicked with me. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I guess we can just get fucking fucking get to the playlist with our first song off of No Coast from 2014, their comeback album, No Coast. Did you like this song? Uh, I did. I thought it was, I, you know, I wasn't expecting you to put one, let alone two songs from their later, you know, comeback album. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're both solid. I'm glad you did because I probably wouldn't have like listened to them otherwise. Yeah, the song's cool. It it's is. pretty mathy, like they're a little mathier than I remember. And I don't know hmm. if maybe they even got a little more like that with Mm -hmm. this newer record i don't know Hmm. interesting Um, i've never thought of them like that i don't yeah i don't matthew's maybe not the right word but Mm -hmm. kind of the like start stop guitar stuff they do on this and the drums are like a little complicated i guess yeah their drummer is really good yeah Uh, yeah i fucking love their uh, comeback album i think it's one of the best if not in my opinion Maybe the best emo comeback album. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, I mean, the Get Up Kids more recent album was really good, but I don't know if I'd consider that a comeback because they just kind of put out an album every few years. Um, but this was like they had been basically broken up since the, the late 90s. They put out one EP like a couple years before it. Mm-hmm. That was fine. Uh, but No Coast is a fucking standout. Yeah. Uh, it made me kind of appreciate them a lot more again, I guess, because they're kind of a band that I'll come to and listen to a lot for like a month or something and then kind of disappear, mm-hmm. let them disappear again. Yeah. Um, when they came back, was it all they managed to do it with all original or maybe not original, but like the same lineup as yeah, when yeah. they left off? Not the original lineup, but yes, the the peak lineup, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, after they broke up, basically all but one member, so all but Chris Broach, went to Hey Mercedes. They, they formed Hey Mercedes after that. Yeah, which like I remember that band. If I mm-hmm. wish I had more time because I would have gone through their catalog a little bit because I know I had quite a few of their songs uh-huh. and like definitely more on the pop side, but I yeah, was yeah, yeah. into them. 
And then Chris Broach went and did like the, the Firebird project and some other stuff. And then he kind of disappeared for a while, I think, um, from the music scene and, and came back. Um, and the drummer, I've actually seen the drummer do stuff with other bands. Like he was in Saves the Day for a while. Um, oh, wow. And he's gone and done kind of like guest drums when drummers uh-huh. go out on tour and stuff like that. That's cool. I mean, he's uh, a really good drummer. Yeah, he's very solid. Had I, uh, there's a couple other tracks that like I wanted to pick because the drums are really cool, but I decided against picking songs only because I really like the drums. Uh, <laughs> that would have, I mean, I can appreciate good drums, but I, that's like the most I can say about good drums is they yeah, were yeah, good. yeah. <laughs> it's um, not in my, uh, in my uh, lang- language. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, that that didn't even make sense, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I know what you meant. Vocabulary. That's what I was trying to <laughs> say. Another thing I, I that really struck me about this album when it came out, uh, it made me really notice the back and forth vocals. Mm-hmm. I never really noticed until this album came out that they go back and forth a lot. Yeah, it definitely stands out more on these songs than the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's a mixing thing. I don't know if it's just their voices have grown. I mean, uh, Bob Nana doesn't quite sound the same as he did back in the earlier Braid days. But it's, they stand out from each other so much, and I absolutely love that about the newer album. I've got... I actually don't have any timestamps until like later in the song. So if you have something yeah. earlier... Yeah, I, you know, this braid is like, I don't have a lot to say about any of these songs, sure. but I do have a few mm-hmm. timestamps. My first one is uh, 41. The, okay. I don't know if that's the chorus or the pre-chorus or I think it's probably what, the what that pre-chorus is. based on my yeah. timestamps. How it goes. It was it was the chorus, I think. <laughs> I was yeah, wrong. it's cool. It's it sounds <laughs> cool. They do a thing a lot where they the words don't make sense, <laughs> and, and I hate to be that guy, but I don't know. Sometimes it bugs me when like like sometimes there's something that's just confusing in a song. Like Blood Brothers, they say a lot of stuff that don't make sense because it's yeah. like. Mr. Octopus does a thing, but like, this isn't even like, so very soul isn't even like a sentence. Yeah. Or like, you know, you can't soul in the places I know. I don't, I don't quite follow. (laughs) Yeah. But that's not important, I guess, (laughs) because it's very catchy and cool. Yeah. My other timestamp, I guess is the second chorus. I don't know. I have 124. I don't know. Maybe I was, when I was taking notes, that was the one that, yeah, I have a stamp at 109 and well, 109 and that there's a lyric in that clip. Okay. So maybe start at 10, yeah. Okay. No coast. How do you draw the line down the middle?
I just like when he says double up and they double up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also lips locked in lost love is a really good lyric. Yeah. Yeah, they have good they have really great lyrics, but every once in a while uh there's some that I don't really understand. Uh yeah. I think on maybe not all of these songs, but a few of them. For sure. Me too. And then uh, I kind of want to highlight the dual vocals. That's not toward the end of the song, though. So that's not till like 212. Yeah, I have 158. Okay. Um, that might kind of I encompass. think is where it sort of starts. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. So we're in it the most. Yeah, the back and forth is cool. And then the the layering where they're kind of saying the same lines even. Mm -hmm. That Uh, seems really hard to do because like it's not even like a call and response and Mm -hmm. it's not the same thing at the same time. And it's not I don't it doesn't it's like one does it on like a half measure or something. I don't know. It's weird. I, I, I get what you're saying with with the word Matthew now, though, like thinking about that. And listening now, like with this, like you said, the stopping and the starting and kind of the picking Mm -hmm. through chords and stuff during there. It's it's like it's like algebra two. (laughs) (laughs) I never or maybe just algebra algebra two. I don't know. Okay, I never did algebra two. Yeah, me neither. And I've got one more for dual vocals toward the end. people out there that listen to the outro song on this podcast that was from a song that cody and i worked on together that never came to fruition but uh it had some dual vocals at the end it was very fucking good we were we could have been billionaires but (laughs) maybe one day it'll it'll happen maybe i just i love that i love the dual vocals uh, anytime a band does that, I will probably love the song. I don't care who it is. Yeah, it's always a pretty good. Yeah, and I, it, it, Bob Nana's voice has just gotten a lot stronger, or or he just kind of learned a little how to sing a little more. I feel like before he was more, he was kind of holding back a little bit or something, like on the earlier albums, because hmm. his voice changed even from into like Hey Mercedes. Versus uh, Frame and Canvas, the last Braid album. I feel like his voice changed, changed in every project he comes out with because he's, he's never stopped doing music. He's always doing something, whether mm-hmm. it's solo stuff or, or his bands. But um, his voice has just improved a lot. And sometimes it, it's a little too nice. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I mean this this newer album, the, these two songs sound almost like it verges in, and this is a very dumb uh, uh, like two things in my mind, but it it's like almost feels more like indie rock than emo. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah, yeah, it's very stupid, but like it's it feels more like a, a rock song. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have that, not as much kind of like schoolboy mm-hmm. voice. Yeah, that's something something that I liked about the earlier or second wave emo stuff with you know Promise Ring or Cap and Jazz or even like early Get Up Kids. It's like this the vocalists weren't very strong. Yeah, vocalists yeah, like they're same. with the voice cracks, and you can hear it on earlier Braid, like the song mm-hmm. I gave you off of Age of Octane, like his voice cracks. Yeah, and it's fucking. I love it. It's amazing, but yeah, I don't, either he learned to sing better, or he just didn't want to do that kind of stuff anymore. And then the same I thing mean, happened once, with Get Up Kids too. Yeah, I think once you get you know into your thirties or forties, like you can't pull it off as much anymore. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people don't like about the last Jawbreaker album about Dear You because he's he stopped yelling. He just started yeah. singing. Yeah. I don't I don't understand why people don't like that, but yeah. Oh well. Oh well. <laughs> well good. I'm glad you like that song. Uh part of me was afraid that you weren't gonna be into this for for some reason. I think uh <laughs> Black Mountain you <laughs> well, not liking I, Black Mountain very much. Uh yeah. I don't know, I mean, hurt my confidence or something. Uh ep- episode's not over. <laughs> uh oh. Oh shit. <laughs> no, it, I mean, yeah. I'm glad you like this song more than you liked. Do you like, okay. Do you like this song more than the black mountain song that you liked? Um, man, they're very different. They're very different. This I is know. more, this is more my, my shit. It's more catchy, melodic, yeah, yeah. fun to sing along to. <laughs> okay. Okay. Speaking of singing along, uh, off of 1998's Frame and Canvas, Killing a Camera. probably won't because it only embarrassed me no Uh, i do remember i know exactly what you're gonna say and i was gonna bring it up too oh shit (laughs) cody and i lived together on e street in downtown sacramento right across from the pine cove uh and i was home alone playing this song on guitar very loudly and singing singing your heart did you write that i was like no please uh, let me sulk in my room now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it was great. I was like, I came home and I heard you playing it and it was, I was like super impressed. <laughs> uh, cause you, I mean, you probably wouldn't have sounded that way if you knew I was listening. Cause you, you were like actually, you know, singing from your core yeah, yeah, and yeah. like really belting it out and <laughs> playing the song on guitar. It was, it was tight. I would like made me, 
feel like, oh man, I wish Danny would like sing in a band or like, I mean, I was a little disappointed you didn't write the song. Sure, but. sure. Yeah. <laughs> I could at least do a, maybe a mean Bob Dana uh, cover or something. Yeah, it was, it was cool. Sweet. I'm glad you remember that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was always, there was another time where I was home alone and who is that dude that was like from Yuba? He was like Matt Maxwell's friend and he would always be around. I feel like he was the one that uh, always made everyone wear short shorts. He was like mm. the tall, like lanky guy. Yeah, maybe maybe Nick Dolliver. Is that his know. name? That sounds maybe right. I don't know. We don't got to name anybody. Okay. Anyway, there's this one guy and I was doing the same thing, but much, 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 much worse to a kind of like spitting song. And but my door was open. And he like walked by and he gave me uh, a look that I got from my mom when I, when I was, when she would open my door and I was playing guitar, <laughs> just like, mm, maybe you shouldn't do that. <laughs> anyway, Killing a Camera, I fucking absolutely love this song. I think I kind of latched onto it and I would do this for pretty much any song that talked about cameras in, in any sort of way. Sure. Uh, back in my photography days. Yeah. But I always fucking loved it. I, uh, something about this album in particular uh, has a specific like groove to it. And the two songs off of here, I feel like mm-hmm. have a similar groove, even though the, the last song is much shorter or I mean uh, slower. Yeah. This song is, is great. It's like hundred percent nineties Midwest emo. Mm-hmm. Like, this could be the song they put in the Smithsonian to represent the genre <laughs> or whatever. Sure, sure. The Smithsonian. Let's see. I want to hear some of the groove right at 24 seconds. After that is the the part on guitar that I was so proud of myself to learn how to play. So let's hear that real quick and then we'll talk. Yeah, I was very happy when I learned how to play that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's cool. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying about the groove, like uh with the the kind of bass going on and just he his like voice is just so perfect on this song yeah, and the yeah. melody of what he's singing and the sort of like listlessness of it or something mm-hmm. like just sounds so casual and like it's so natural but it sounds so cool like yeah, i am yeah. always very uh envious of people who can sing like that where it just sounds like it's you know just pours out of their mouth that way yeah yeah and it works like perfectly for the, the and like they can the music. F- throw in woes and stuff and mm-hmm. they are you know sound like they're in the right place and lead into the next line and stuff yeah. it's very it's really cool it's a really strong drum beat too that adds to the kind of groove of it it's got like a, a double hi-hat thing in between mm-hmm. and it's got all the like kind of stops and starts again 
just like on the last song. It's got the which is very fun and kind of bouncy. I remember like driving to LA and just kind of like bouncing in my car like this <laughs> all the way there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my first timestamp's at 118. Okay. I've got, um, oh no, it, I just played that. Uh, I've got something right before that. I'm going to play at 107 okay. and then it'll go into yours. You said 118? Okay. Yeah. Now it seems coming in clear to cast the kings. I, the the slight in voice crack inflection whatever you want to call that when he says canvas is great. yeah that's yeah. that exactly what we were talking about for the last song yeah yeah I, I like the cast of kittens cats we've been kissing it's another one of those things that doesn't make any sense but it sounds so cute yeah and I mean it makes sense it's gr- grammatically correct at least yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's true. The words are in the correct order. Yeah, I like that lyric a lot as well. Yeah. (laughs) And they, was this song before, actually, never mind, I'm going to sound New slang? Yeah, I was going to say, is this before the shins? But it's probably actually like a phrase from a book that I should have read in high school or something. (laughs) Yeah, maybe, maybe. (laughs) I I always think the same thing, though. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And... I don't know. Maybe, maybe made its way down to New Mexico or whatever. Uh-huh. Do you have anything before two oh six? Nope. I have two oh eight though, so probably the same thing. Okay. Um, how much is left in the song? Twenty eight seconds. I might play most of the end of the song because it's my favorite part of most things. <laughs> Those yeah. the words at the end there just always like kind of give me chills and just make me think like I'm 18 again or something and <laughs> feeling like I can take on the world or at least play a DIY show or something. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Like, uh, obviously, I haven't listened to their whole catalog, but like that line is so like diy kind of like almost sounds like a political statement let's stop clapping let's start doing yeah um but it's like stands out because that they don't really take that stance a lot this whole part is cool because it's like a sort of like one of those great songs about touring or being in a band Mm -hmm. and everything going wrong but then it also just connects to like why you why you do this yeah yeah. like you know the uh being involved in a like you know scene or group of people or whatever that can yeah i don't know yeah it's really fucking great i've always loved that uh that part and i love that his voice cracks a bunch at the end too yeah okay did you like that song better than the your uh, favorite song from <laughs> Black Mountain? Definitely. Definitely. Okay, yeah. Okay. That's killing, killing a camera is probably my f- fave on the, Sweet. the playlist. Sweet. 
It is very, very good. I love it. Um, you ready to move on then, sir? Yeah. Uh, okay. Off of uh, 1996 is The Age of Octene, Grace Car Part 1. There's a Grace Park Grace Car Part Two. Actually, I wonder. <laughs> How'd you like this one? This is my least favorite. Oh. I find this song. I find this song frustrating because there's a lot of it I do like. I hate the my first stamp is at 26. I hate that weird kind of slow down thing they throw in there every. Hmm. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know. Let's hear it. It's, I mean, it's a very 90s thing to do, 90s emo thing. I recognize it from like a lot of other stuff, especially mm-hmm. it, def- it also like hits me as a Sacramento thing. Like a lot of like maybe, I don't know, like I can hear like those 720 bands doing Uh-oh. it or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's probably a little, yeah, it's probably a little before 26. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll go to 20. Just that little that like short, that little breakdown or whatever. Oh, okay, okay. It like ruins the momentum of the song for me. Yeah, yeah. I, kind of the I I didn't really put the song on here for the beginning of the song. To be perfectly honest, it's the uh-huh. end of the song that that really. Uh, yeah, the end of the song is cool. <laughs> yeah, it's the last half. The first yeah. half is just kind of whatever. It's just this kind of fast-paced. Well, at 45, I really like that part. Okay. But it like immediately gets interrupted by the bad part again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, when he yells California. Okay, cool. California! come in right away well not right away but eventually after that so, yeah <laughs> i i don't it, i don't know if i i hear the 720 thing but, but i don't know i, it I, just, I, mean, I get what you're yeah. saying though. yeah i think <laughs> just like that short little breakdown in the middle yeah. of that's like separating the verses or something or yeah. parts i don't know it bums me out and then <laughs> the screaming that goes on in the song also bums me out i would have loved it Back then, probably, uh-huh. but like at one sixteen, that sort of, you know, hardcore yeah. screaming, Chris Burgess screams. I would rather them be more yells than screams. Oh, okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. I think they were still kind of, uh, at this point trying to do more of the earlier emo stuff where there was more screaming involved. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely mm-hmm. has that sort of screamo early screamo yeah. stuff sound to that. 
Scream, yeah. I, I put for that timestamp, I have th- this part is neat. <laughs> I don't think it's very neat, Danny. <laughs> I think it's unnecessary. Okay. <laughs> Why do they have to scream so much? Gosh, he can sing so good when he tries, but. <laughs> <laughs> the song gets really good at 143, if you, if you ask me. song yeah right there yeah that part rules though the sort of instrumental stuff leading into that is mm-hmm. cool the is that harmonics is that what yeah, that's called it's a harmonic yeah harmonic part um i have a timestamp at 210 but i don't have a, a note for it i don't know if that, that was included uh, that's in there. kind of where i ended because that was 210 when he says uh, i don't want to be a part of music versus the heart yeah i think i was just i like that yeah part. i've fucking if i uh that's i feel like that's one of the things if i ever wanted to get a band tattoo that might be something i would get yeah on on me but i won't ever do that so (laughs) and then this one i've kind of just got like i love this part and then this part and then this part yeah so 236 is my next one here again just like kind of uh bob nana doing the longer part and then uh chris brooch doing his uh his part under that is really nice yeah Um, yeah you're right that the kind of the end of the song starting from that yeah that clip you played last like solid if it's two separate songs i would like love that part yeah yeah like the part before it as much yeah Except that they do the screaming one more time. They though. do the screaming again. Yeah. yeah. No, totally unnecessary. <laughs> he was singing so nice before that. <laughs> I mean, you can't even understand what he's saying. I, I know. And it's not in the lyrics, I don't think. Because I, I was trying to figure out what he was saying. And I, I don't know. 
I remember my mom, that was like her argument for Mm -hmm. like, why would you listen to this kind of music? You can't even understand what they're saying. (laughs) I I used that argument against uh, Korn one time and Natalie was like, well, I can't understand what the guy in Operation Ivy is saying. (laughs) Also, like Korn actually isn't saying anything. I I was a dumb little 10th grader. Well, um, don't ever listen to that album then because it's you probably won't like it except for this part. You know, the, the funny thing is I actually have that album. Do and you? I think I bought it. I think I bought it like, you know, used from maybe Phono or something mm-hmm. and listened to it once and then put it away and forgot I had it. But oh, I, funny. Once I saw the cover, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I have this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's funny. <laughs> yeah. It is. I mean, it is a good album. It's not their first album. I don't like at all. The, this is their second album, and it's it's pretty good. It's really Frame and Canvas and uh, No Coast are kind of the ones I listen yeah. to a lot. Yeah, and then they have a good amount of uh, really cool B sides as well. Yeah, I saw they do like several covers of songs yeah. that are yeah. like would be. I'll have to listen to them. It sounds yeah. interesting. They're they're okay. <laughs> Okay, back to No Coast. The next song is called Damages. I don't know why I started playing the song. Uh, you Sometimes you do that, I feel like. Do I? Yeah. I mean, I... It's I, helpful for me because sometimes I don't even remember which yeah. song we're about to talk about. first note is more harmonics so yeah it worked yeah it's cool <laughs> this song's cool i really i only have two time stamps and they're both about lyrics not about okay. anything else that's cool i got a um, couple as well um, what's your first one at 49 okay i've got 40 so i'll just play through 49 the little the stop right there and you feel like it's going to go into the chorus but then it doesn't yeah i think that's cool good job good songwriting guys and the do you have it with the yeah um somebody else coming in out yeah i was gonna i didn't get to look up who that was but i was gonna say it sounded like some coheed stuff but you wouldn't know that so (laughs) (laughs) i i really uh like the lyric I'm in a terrible place sometimes where I can't stop touching my face Yeah, because I really identify with that. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> sometimes I feel very twitchy and I can't stop rubbing my face. Yeah. And especially once COVID started, it was like no good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I really love the just kind of all the lyrics, but especially on these newer albums, the newer album, I, I feel like they did a really good job. 
My next one is at 114. I really love Chris's voice there, kind of on this album as, as a whole. I, I really love the kind of like contrast between the two vocalists. But I, lo- I love his singing voice, and every once in a while he does his yells. I think he's uh, he's a quality singer, that guy. Yeah. I just want to go on record to say that uh, I'm disappointed that this is such a pro-police <laughs> and I uh, don't agree with it. <laughs> There is kind of a kind of a, a blue stripe right in the middle of the, the <laughs> album cover too. Uh, yeah, they're <laughs> probably hanging out with Skiba and Dropkick Murphys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Screeching weasel, man. Maybe it's a Chicago thing. Uh, it could be a Chicago thing. It could be. I did think about that this morning. I was like, wait, he says call the police. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah. Someone call the police. I'm falling out of my seat. Like what? Overreaction. (laughs) That's some community care or, you know, just, I mean, uh, mental health. Do you have anybody with you like that can help you back Mm -hmm. into your seat? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Sadly, this song rules, but (laughs) my only note is the joke about (laughs) being a pro police song. (laughs) Sweet. Um, but no, this song is really cool. Good. It's good. catchy. Um, <laughs> I'm into it. Uh, all right. I'm going to do 206. I like how you can sleep anywhere. I like the lines you throw me. I like the way you lie and how you kiss me like you know me. Yeah, I like kind of the the stripping down of the end of the that verse is cool yeah. with just kind of the harmonic and then some squeals in the background is very cool. Mm-hmm. And I don't know something about the words. I, I could probably like sit, like read the lyrics real closely and kind of figure out what he's talking about. But the, you know, I think he's a landlord and he can't collect the rent from his tenant. So he's wants to call the police. But who, Who's kissing? Him I cannot now? collect. I cannot collect someone. Please call the police. Is his, does he get his, I can't believe you support this kind of thing. He, he gets his payments in kisses. Kisses like they know him. Well, yeah, because he's probably sexually harassing his tenants. Pop <laughs> uh, Nana's like, look at my broad shoulders. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't. Uh, I, sh- I shouldn't put that on. That guy. I'm sorry. It's just a joke. I don't think he's really a landlord or... I'd probably not pro. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the last song. Uh, back to Frame and Canvas. The song is called A Dozen Blue Lives Matter Roses. <laughs>
a dozen roses. Oh, the song just from the intro when it's like the, the little rim shot. Oh, I get fucking chills every time. If you don't <laughs> like this song, I'm going to be mad and you're never allowed to come back on the podcast. Okay. How'd you like this song? Oh, see, I was waiting for you to play it again. Um, oh, okay. Hold on. No, it's okay. No, we're going to hear it because I want to get chills. Okay. Let's. <laughs> Okay, is that enough? Yeah. Okay. I mean, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this song's cool. I like it as well. Good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> well, see you later. Okay, bye, everybody. <laughs> uh, it's got a really good groove to it again. It's a lot slower, but it makes mm-hmm. you want to like, kind of, well, it makes me want to like bob around like dude, like that. Um, we we should we should listen to music with that's like actually has groove to it. I know, I know. <laughs> like two white guys being like, "Yeah, course. man, this song's got some groove <laughs> to it, Daddy O." Just want to <laughs> sit back and <laughs> it's got an emo groove to it. Okay, I know what you mean. Yeah, let's fucking can I can I play the chorus at fifty three seconds? Yep, that's uh, my first thing. Like it's only happens while he's saying heaven hits me hard, but it almost sounds like it's like getting a different kind of heavy or something like it's mm-hmm. about to turn into like something sort of like, I don't know, shoegazy or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. But then it immediately stops with that. Like, yeah. Mathy guitar part that comes in, <laughs> but uh, still like there's a little hint of that throughout the, the chorus, which I, I, I dig. Yeah, I like the the wordplay of new news and noose. Mm-hmm. Heaven hits me hard in with the new. Heaven hits me hardly in with the news. Whatever gets me yeah. started in with the news. In with the new. Heaven hits me hardly in with the news. Whenever or whatever gets me started in with the news. <clears throat> I don't know. I've just always loved the. The build on that. It's like that lit song. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's always a good a good nod. Uh, I'm trying to think of what part you're talking about. Um, I mean, we can only be talking about one lit song. Yeah, it's I'm that pretty one sure they lit only song. have one song. When he says, you make me calm, you make me complete, you make me completely miserable. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, that song rules. That song rules. <laughs> you know, I, and I earlier I I held my tongue, but hey, since we're talking about lit now, this isn't as bad as that. The earlier um, song, "Killing a Camera," there's uh-huh. something about it. Kind of reminds me of like Third Eye Blind. Oh, okay. 
thanks to this <laughs> podcast, I now appreciate Third Eye Blind. So I will take that as a compliment. I should do I should do Third Eye Blind for you. I mean, not really, because I only know their singles, but I think they're better than people give them credit for. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed them more than I expected to. Uh, you make me say things that i don't don't want to say publicly oh my god out of my mouth i can't wait to post this although everybody knows my love for third eye blind especially (laughs) when uh karaoke is happening so okay okay i just remember matt maxwell being really into it and i didn't understand at all yeah i mean we that's how we bonded i think oh oh little matt um, also the, the line never had a heaven hear me always makes me feel things. Uh, what line? Never had a heaven here. I hope that's what, what does he that says. Mean? I don't know. <laughs> that's make, another one of those lines that doesn't make sense to me. It, Have you ever had a heaven here? It, 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 to me, it always felt like he was saying like he's never been happy. Yeah. Okay, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. It is a really good it 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 rolls off the tongue nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's better than the the soul line. Ba 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 ba. One forty four. Yeah, uh, same fucking same thing. His delivery on this song though was oh ah, it's good. And usually a grudge, but I love so much. Why we touch? Pseudo cares. Oh, I already miss you. sing like this part <laughs> yeah it's the he has a very rhythmic way of delivering the lines during that part the the beat is very cool the guy's doing unfortunately I can never remember his name but uh, he's doing like a bell hit like every other time and it's it just it's fucking groovy I don't care what you say it's got a groove <laughs> and I love it and yep. I the line another line that makes me feel things i tend to pretend i'm not alone and the way he says i'm not alone and he repeats it oh little yeah. little 21 year old danny 22 year old danny <laughs> was just loving it loving it yeah that's good that's good uh and then there's the line now i know static made old radio and yeah it, it infuriates me because that doesn't make sense either <laughs> it doesn't make sense but it's it's so good the way he says it, let's hear it. Uh, okay, I guess I just made it make sense in my mind. Okay, explain it like, to me. Like, the thing that made old radio good was the static. The thing that makes old radio, as in oh. radio from the past, sound the way it did was the static. Okay, okay. It's like surface noise on a record player. Yeah. The, the, the pops and crackles make it they make it what it is they make it better uh-huh I, that's cool i've never thought about it that way yeah i just figured that out i i assume that's what he means was, if he doesn't mean that it's a bad line uh i i assumed it was like a 
a poltergeist-esque radio like getting created out of the static on a TV mm. or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Static made old radio. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Good job, Cody. (laughs) Genius.com brought to you by Cody. (laughs) That's my last timestamp. I'm not going to play the rest of the song. I would absolutely love to, and I'll probably listen to it after we're done. Everyone else out there, unless Cody has other timestamps. Nope, that's it. Okay. Everyone else out there, go listen to A Dozen Roses. It's really, really, really good. It's one of my... Possibly like a top five song for me, just in wow. general. Dang. You like it more than Killing a Camera? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. I do. Huh. Okay. It was a it was an immediate add to the playlist. Gotcha. Um, I mean, it's it's really good. Yeah. I think three out of four of the, or three out of five of these songs are like super excellent, great mm-hmm. songs. And then... There's one that's like just great, and then Grace, Grace, Grace Part One is like Grace yeah. Car Part One is uh, half great. Yeah, yeah, man, I almost picked a different song off that album too. Bummer. Oh well. <clears throat> well, I have that record, so I'll you go have the record. To listen to I'll pick my own song. Listen to the sh- uh, the Chandelier Swing. Uh, it's a really okay. good song. Cool. So you big braid braid guy now? You gonna braid your beard? Uh, no, I don't know. This this made me very introspective about like what I used to like and what mm-hmm. I like now and like it's interesting that this is something that I would have been all over back in the late 90s mm-hmm. and I can still hear why I would love it then now, but I don't have the same reaction to it sure. now. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's it's really good and it's like like i said like a a quintessential midwest emo sound Mm -hmm. that i love but i don't know how much i will be listening to it in the future but i don't listen to a lot of this music often anymore so who knows it might enter the rotation i feel like it's hard you know 20 years later or whatever hearing a band uh, like kind of over and over for the first time since we've listened to the playlist multiple times, I assume. Mm-hmm. Um, having a band that's in like a similar genre to music that you liked when you were in high school or early college and have it hit the same as it did back then, you know? Yeah. Because um, yeah. like like for me, Third Eye Blind, when I listen to that, it's, it's not <laughs> like I listen to music like that. So it's 20-something years old, 25 years old or whatever, but I can still I I can appreciate it and like it a lot more than say like when we did the piebald episode, that's in the genre that I'm already very familiar with, Braid and Promise Ring and Get Up Kids and Saves a Day and like all these bands that I liked from back then, and it's not yeah. like I'm like oh my god I'm the huge piebald fan now like I pre- I like it and I appreciate it totally. and I'll probably listen to it every once in a while but mm-hmm. if I'm gonna choose yeah, sounds- between Braid or piebald I'm gonna probably go with Braid. 
yeah yeah it sounds like we had very similar experiences i forgot that you actually did a third eye blind episode yeah huh you could still give Dante them to gave me. them to you no no i i couldn't i only know like no i literally only know the singles and i think that they're pretty good i'm interested you should send me his playlist for them okay i will you could get maybe uh you and matt could make a playlist and we could do <laughs> do an episode that way <laughs> you just can't pick the songs yeah. that he picked i don't think matt would i don't think either of us actually know third eye blind we know <laughs> semi-charmed life yeah 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 and i think uh yeah anyways yeah <laughs> seems like we always start talking about another band at the end of these episodes. I know, I know. That's okay. Just funny. I mean, it's fine. Would you like to give them a rating, sir? What is it out of again? Five. Five? Five, Five? seconds of summer. That's right. Uh, I will give them a... I'll give them a four second of summer. Ooh, high praise. Yeah, yeah, they're great. They're great. If if someone was like looking for this kind of music and for some reason had never heard Mm -hmm. Braid, I'd be like, this is what you should listen to to get a dose of that. And you would give them this a link to the episode of this podcast? (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet. That is that's good. And now, you know, the song that I was singing uh, in our apartment. Yeah. So. You know what? You should do like a Mark Marin thing, and at the end of the episode, record yourself playing it oh, and man. put it put it on the end. I'll I'll have to try. I don't remember how to play it anymore, but I'll I'll relearn it. Ah, okay. Yeah, I don't. That'd it, be tight. It's probably not that difficult to relearn. But anyway, maybe I'll do that. <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah. At least instrumentally. I don't know if I'll sing. Ah. <laughs> uh, I'll get I'll get the kids to sing along with me. Mm, okay. <laughs> Cody's not interested. <laughs> Little pitchy dog. <laughs> uh, Cody says, dump it. <laughs> <laughs> Kids singing, dump it. <laughs> Should be seen, not heard. <laughs> exactly. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. Cody will be back uh, to talk about Miranda Lambert with me and Nate. Yes. I insisted they include me. <laughs> it's going to be fucking great. I can't, I absolutely can't wait. I don't know what episode's coming out next. Um, so we'll see. But thanks for listening, everybody. Cody, say bye to everybody. Bye, everybody. Say bye to Matt Hall. Bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Thanks for listening. <laughs> shit i do for this podcast uh i recorded a horrible and completely unfinished cover of killing a camera by braid um so apologies in advance it's not good but i'm gonna do it on here anyway because i love to embarrass myself so you're welcome cody also part of the reason it sounds so bad is i'm recording in a completely open room with my kids 
in the room next to me. I am using my dad's Silvertone guitar and Silvertone amp and singing just out into the air, not into a microphone. So again, you're welcome, Cody. Let's try that chorus again. Thank you. 